Hi, my name is uh, Justin Kirkpatrick, and I'll be speaking to you today. So today we're going to be talking about complete vitality. But before we get into that, I want to introduce my, myself a little bit. This is one of the first times I've spoken here. So this is my family, and that's Amy. That's my wife. Isaiah is my son. And that's Abigail in the middle there and Elena at the bottom. And we've been going to church in the valley for about 15 years. The kids have grown up here. Amy and I got married, and this was the first church we attended as a married couple a long time ago. Um, I started here as a greeter, which was awesome, and got to meet with some great folks. And then I moved on to teach in the boys' ministry, which made sense because I was a teacher at the time. And then I worked as the boys' ministry assistant under Isaac Mullen, which was fantastic. Four in the morning planning sessions at McDonald's. Those were good. And then I became the boys' ministry director, which is the position I currently hold. Um, I didn't grow up here in Southern California. I grew up in Northern California in a very small town. So you have to, like, zoom in a lot. Like, you go to the county and you zoom in even more, and you get to this very small city called Clear Lake which had right around 5,000 folks. Beautiful. Look at that. That's idyllic. And the lake was only clear probably a couple months out of the year. And in the summertime, it was pretty rough. It wasn't clear at all. But that's good. Um, The church I went to was First Baptist Church of Clear Lake, and I was baptized there. I accepted Christ at age 11, and I also began doing ministry there. And I think we have a picture of me sitting in the pastor's office uh, before speaking one time. And that's me at a much younger age. And it was at that time when I was called into ministry. And God called me forward. So from then I decided to start my college at California Baptist University, where I pursued a degree in Christian studies, moving forward into the ministry. At California Baptist University, um, I actually got some advice. They said, you know what? You probably want to get some wisdom and some time before you jump into ministry. So I said, all right, that's cool. So I figured out what the next thing I could do was, and that was teaching. Some folks told me I had some skill at that, so I actually started my career. I taught math my first year, history next couple years. After that, I was a science teacher, and now I'm a teacher specialist for Pomona Unified School District in educational technology. And that's what I currently do. Um... Recently, I started pursuing my call to ministry with CIV through a project called the Antioch Project. And alongside with Antioch, I also began attending Northwestern Baptist Theological Seminary as a student, uh, looking forward to getting a master's degree in theology. And that's where I currently am. So, we're going to get started today talking about something that's right next door, and that is the first of the year. So what happens every first of the year is people make New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm not ready to do that yet. I've still got a couple days left before I have to make that decision. And I may not make that decision, but I thought it would be fun to take a look back at last year's New Year's resolutions and see what those were. And I also thought it would be fun to include the families and friends. So whoever you're sitting next to right now, what I'd like you to do is we're going to play a little game, play a little survey says... So, up on the screen, you're going to see the survey says board. And what I want you to do is I want you to work with the people you're sitting next to, 
And I want you to try to guess. Here's you can do this for the first three. Guess what the top New Year's resolution was from last year. So, go ahead and talk right now. Take some time to talk. Go. Okay. So, who has one? Who is ready to share? All right, here we go. Go ahead. Getting fit. Ooh, that's a good one. We're going to do a couple more. Here we go. Here we go. To eat healthier. That's excellent. We're going to come right over here. Do we have someone over here? Right here. Go ahead. Decorate the house better. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Survey says eat better. That's the number one. All right. Good job, guys. Give yourselves a round of applause. Okay. We're going to do this number two as well. So same drill. Number two. Go ahead and discuss now. Go. What's the second one? Okay, we're going to take some folks now. Here we go. We have a guess. Did someone already say lose weight? Lose weight. Lose weight we have right here. Okay, let's take another one. We're going to come way over here. Do we have someone over here who'd like to make a guess? Go to the gym. Go to the gym. I like that one. One right over here. Here we go. Save money. Save money. Survey says exercise more. Good job, guys. Go to the gym. Okay, and this is the last one we'll do, so talk real quick. Go ahead. What's the third one? The third one. Go ahead, talk. Okay, we're going to come right over here, guys. Here you go. Spending more time with your family. I wonder if Americans put that up there. Here we go. And we're going to go right up here. Don't fight with your siblings. That's on my list. That's on my list. Kids, you listening? Okay, one more, and then we'll move forward. Go ahead. Spending less money. Spending less money. Survey says spend less money. Woohoo! Okay, now we're going to move through them so you can kind of play in your mind if you want to. So the next one is self-care. And this means, this is things like um, taking more me time. That's the idea. I'm going to take some time for myself. I'm going to take a little time, care about my body, care about myself. Next one, read more books. I know, help the mind. There we go. That's a good one. Next one, learn a new skill. There we go. Next, get a new job. After that, make new friends. We're here. We're here. So after today, go make some friends. If you don't know someone... Introduce yourself. Let's make some new friends. Get a new hobby. And finally, focus more on appearance. Now, I didn't show you all of them, but two down from here, there's 12 of them on this list, was focus less on appearance. So apparently they were very successful, needed to pull back a little. So check out the list real quick here. Do we see any patterns here? So a lot of it focuses on our body. We care about our bodies. So let's go ahead and go to the next one. And you see there, body, 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 a lot of body. Focus on our bodies because we care about our bodies. We really do. It's just that simple. And 
we care about our bodies, but mostly we want to care about our bodies. If you're like me, and you made a resolution or a decision, and then life happens. And it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of energy to care about my body. And if I could just find a way where it didn't take time, and it didn't take energy or effort, I'd be really stoked. But it just does take those things. So the more time and energy and food I sacrifice, the more I actually gain in the long run. Um, And finally, there's one other really important point we can draw from this, which isn't super easy to pull from, but it makes sense, which is that our body, we really believe that our body is affected by its parts. Have you ever heard someone say, like, they want to get heart healthy? I want to get heart healthy. So that's it. So that's the heart right there. Or I want to, they work on parts of the body because we know that if one part goes down, the other parts go down. They're all built on each other. And that really does matter. So we're going to take a second here and do a little quiz. Now, don't worry. This does have to do with the Bible. We'll get there in a second. Um, we're going to take a little quiz. So here's what I want you to do is your families. I want you guys with your families to go ahead and answer this question. So we'll go to the next slide. What is the largest organ that is a part of the body? Talk right now. Go ahead. The largest organ that's a part of the body. Okay. So I heard a lot of you say it because this, I'm not going to jump out in the audience, but I appreciate the hands up. This is a super smart crowd. And most of you said skin. And most people are like, wait, but that's not in, oh, but we just said part of the body. That's right. So the skin is the largest organ of your body. Um, And it has a really important purpose. So think about your skin for a second now. Your skin is actually your armor. It doesn't always feel like armor, but it is. Your skin protects from all kinds of bacteria, from viruses. Your skin protects from other types of things that could cause you infections and other issues. Your skin is amazing, and your skin self-heals. It heals itself. Imagine when cars do that. That'll be fantastic, but that's not yet. But your skin does that, and that's awesome the way God made that to happen. Your skin also helps you stay the right temperature. You have to stay within a degree all the time. What else in our life stays within a degree all the time? Certainly not the oven. That time changes if you've cooked anything recently. So it's really important that we have our skin. It does heat and cold. It does friction and touch. It also is your vitamin D, right? It actually produces vitamin D from sunlight. So you have your own solar cells, sort of, that produce vitamin D. So right now, go ahead and give your family or friends a high five to celebrate how awesome your skin is. Go ahead and give them a high five. Give them a little skin. All right. So now... Here's the next question, and then we'll move on. This is the last question before we move on, which is, why does skin get wrinkly when it's wet? I always thought about this as a kid, but I want you guys to ask this. Go ahead and talk right now. Why does skin get wrinkly when it's wet?
Okay. So if you're like me, before I figured, before I read up on this or saw the article on this, I used to think it was because just like a book, if it gets wet, it gets wrinkly because it absorbs water. It's pretty simple, right? Just absorbing water. But what's actually happening is your skin wrinkles on purpose. The part, your skin, that part of your body, that organ, has a purpose to play. And when you are in a wet situation, it's wrinkling on purpose. People who have nerve damage in their hands, they noticed this a while back, their skin doesn't wrinkle. It's not because it's absorbing water. People who live in wet climates, they get wrinkly skin because it increases the friction. It gives you better grip. And when you're in a wet environment... You need better grip. God designed our hands to wrinkle when it was wet so that we have super grip. And that's what happens when your skin plays its part. So for the, for the kids in the audience, go ahead and look at your and Think about that. Think about how God designed that. That's amazing. That's really cool. When our skin plays its part, we get better grip. So we get a grip on things. Now, it's been a little different, and it's because it's a family service for pulling everyone together. And I'm sure some of you are wondering, did I come to a TED Talk or a sermon? And it's probably a little bit of both. Um, why are we talking about the body? That's an important question we asked. Because Paul, who was actually a follower of Jesus Christ, um, he went around and he started churches. Uh, if you guys know where Italy is, it's right around that sea there, the boots. He went around there, and he went around that whole area around the sea, and he started all these churches. And he would start a church and hang around for a little while and help it get built up. And then he would move on and start another church. One of the churches that he started was called Corinth. Uh, Corinth was a lot like Los Angeles. It was a port city, had a lot of trade going on. This very diverse group. And he started a church there. And he got word years after he had left the church. He started it, got it going, stayed there for a year or more, got it going, and then he left. And he had gotten word that they were having problems. It wasn't going really great, and they needed some help. And one of the major problems they had was that it was divided. People were arguing with each other, and he wrote a letter to them called Corinthians. He wrote a couple letters, but one of them we have we call 1 Corinthians. And he wrote a letter, and he said, hey, you guys need to work together because the church is actually the body of Christ. So he's comparing all the parts that we have in a body to the church, and that's why we're talking about the body today. So if we look at the first scripture today, we're going to dive in. And it is in Corinthians. And we're going to look at verse 12. So it's in your handout, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. And it says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. And the next verse says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks. Slaves are free. And we were all made to drink. Of one spirit. 
This is good news. If you've ever felt like you weren't meant to be alone, you were right. Because we're all meant to be part of a body. And we're all meant to play a part in that body. So we are all one body with many members. And if you've ever felt you were different, that's okay too. Because we are different parts. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 says, The body does not consist of one member, but of many. So here we are, all of us sitting in the room together, and we're not designed to be alone. We're designed to work together and to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And that's exciting news. So what does that mean about us individually? Because I'm an individual. I don't want to lose myself. Well, you don't have to. Because each of us, if we go to the next slide here, Here's what 1 Corinthians 12, 17 says. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? So we're not all supposed to be the same thing. We get to be different. And that's exciting. So what I'd like to do now is we're going to go ahead and pass out some stickers. So we're going to move, we're going to move on that. Just take a few moments here. So if you look around... We're going to grab some stickers and pass them out. I'm actually going to come down. We'll help. Oh, cool. They're coming there in the back right now. They're coming down. Take just a minute. So pass out the stickers. Some of you know what these are, right? So if you know what these are, tell your kids. If you don't, that's fine. So these are scratch and sniff stickers. You guys remember these? But we're not going to scratch and sniff them. Don't do that yet. We're going to do a little bit of a different experience. So what I'd like you to do, and I'm going to actually... Help myself to one. Here we go. When you get your scratch and sniff snicker, scratch and sniff, I've been doing that all day. All right. And just so you guys know, I wrote down the, so you know what you're smelling? Here they are. And they're not gross at all, by the way. Nothing gross. So it's chocolate, caramel, peppermint, bubblegum, apple, strawberry, and licorice. So nothing bad. All good stuff. So here's what I'd like you to do first. Go ahead and take it in your hand when you get it. We're just waiting for a few folks to grab theirs. And I want you to, all the kids have it? All kids, so kids, hold them up. I want to see. Whoop, I dropped mine. So kids, hold them up and do it with me. Here we go. And adults, too. I want you to scratch it with your eyelash. You guys scratch it with your eyelash like this. Guns, give it a good scratch. Okay. Now I want you to smell it with your ear. Okay. Go ahead and tell your neighbor which one you got. All right. So here's the conclusion. And hold on to it. Just wait. The conclusion is that when our body parts are doing something they weren't intended to, we don't experience life to the fullest. We get cheated out of an experience. And this is what Paul was saying. When we play our part in the body of Christ, 
we live life to the fullest. That's part of how we really experience the good life that God wants for us, is we play our part. And so you see the note there is our purpose is to play our part. And the amazing thing is, when we do that, the body thrives. And when the body thrives, guess what happens to us? We thrive. When your body is healthy, the parts experience benefit from that. And when your parts are healthy and they're working hard, your body experience benefits from that. So whatever I'm doing, if I'm a greeter and I'm out there welcoming people, I'm going to do that with my whole heart. Because that's going to benefit the body. And then in turn, the body's going to benefit me because I've got encouraged, happy folks out there. And they're going to help me out too. So we all grow together. You're all sitting on chairs, right? Hopefully. Most of you, yeah. So we're sitting on chairs. Well, I didn't put that chair there today. But someone did. And I'm really thankful that they played their part because that gives me a place to sit. And there's sound up here. And someone, they work hard on that sound. And they got sound folks back there handling that. And I don't handle sound. And I'm not even clicking through these slides. Someone else is doing that. So all these different parts are working together, and I'm benefiting from it. And if I do my part, they benefit. And so we all benefit. So let's actually do it the right way. You guys ready? Let's scratch and sniff the right way. Let's use the fingernail for what it was intended to, if you have them, and go ahead and use your, your, your nose for what it was intended to do. Give it a smell. Share with your, share with your neighbor and friends which one you got. Chocolate, caramel, peppermint, bubblegum, apple, strawberry, or licorice. All right, so that's a really great experience, much better than smelling with our ears. Now I'm going to share this real quick. I have not always been in a ministry position that I always valued at the time. There have been times where I was doing my part in the body and I didn't see it. As a great experience. But I was doing something that was helpful and that was right. And so you won't always be in a position in the body where you always feel like you may get the honor you deserve. But the cool thing is, is God is going to give out honors. And God never lets anybody lose out on an honor. So you will be taken care of. And when you serve your part, you, have, you need to trust God that he's really going to come through with that. And then that trust leads to joy because, you know, you can enjoy it because God is going to come through. He's going to take care of you. And check this out. First Corinthians twelve eighteen. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one as he chose. So it's not someone in a corporate office somewhere who's got an Excel spreadsheet plugging in numbers that decides where you serve in the body of God. It's God. And he knows you. And he really knows what's best for you and me. And so he puts us right where he wants us, working through the leadership at the church and puts us in a position where we can grow. And that's exciting because if you're serving and you're part of the body, you're growing, you're thriving. And that's how you have that full life. Just like in the normal body, there is a danger. 
whenever your cells don't do their part, and this is a picture of, of a cancer cell, when a cell goes rogue and it decides not to do its part, it decides it's going to make up its own part, that's actually what cancer is. It is your own body with rogue cells. And you know what they do? They pull resources away from the body, and they don't benefit the body. They're not following. They're doing their own thing. And that really hurts the body. It only leads to one spot. Now, luckily, God has built in us some really amazing systems that get rid of these cells and take care of them for the most part. And we know that we have hope in Christ no matter what happens. But when we play our parts, when we do what we're supposed to do, we encourage and become a part of a healthy, thriving body. And you have complete vitality in your life. So the kids in the room, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of kids actually playing a part too. There are people who are setting up chairs, who are our young folks, our student ministries. They're setting up chairs. They're teaching in the classroom so everyone can play a part. And it's really exciting. So we're going to move on to the next slide. So today the next steps are, you're, sorry, forgive me. This is the important part. Write this in your notes. God designs the body. And when we go according with God's design, we end up thriving and growing and finding real success. So when the body's parts works together, there's joy, there's life, there's vitality. And so today, here's the next step today. So you can memorize 1 Corinthians 12, 18. And remind yourself that God has arranged you in the body where you are. And that that's the right place. And to enjoy it. And to really play your part well. Or you can make a commitment. Maybe if you are playing a part in church and you want to play that part better, you can do that too. So I'm going to play my part better. Maybe I haven't had a great attitude. I'm going to have a better attitude. Or if you're not playing a part in the body and you want to, you can decide that you're going to investigate, decide to pitch in and find a part to play. Just mark this on your connections card. And when you turn it in, they'll know it. They can get a contact with you about playing a part in the body, especially the next time we have a team up. So I want to appreciate you guys for tuning in. That's the message for today. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a really great New Year, New Year's. So enjoy yourselves. We're going to pray, and then we're going to move on to our offering. So if the band would come up, then we can get moving. So let's pray. God, you have been very good to us. You have taken us through another year. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercies and your grace in that year. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to trust in you as we move to the next year. Help us to play our part and to really enjoy you as we play our part and trust you. We pray and ask for this in Christ's name. Amen.